the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athletes. Here we go. It's another edition of the 5050 Podcast, powered by our proud partners, College Promoters USA. College Promoters USA, they are America, America's premier college prep program and high school student-athlete marketing service since 1997. Located uh, locally here in the San Antonio area, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center, but you can also find them on social media on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on what they're about on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. My next guest, she is a coach that's, uh, I guess we, we're going to brag on you a little bit here, coach, a rising star, right? She, uh, she is the new, uh, in her first year as the head women's soccer coach of the University of Arkansas Little Rock Trojans. She is Kelly Farrell. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Glad that you're here. Uh, excited to have you on. And uh, we love whenever we get a coach that's not from the borders of Texas, right? Because that opens up so many more things. So uh, we're excited to have you here. Excited to talk a little bit about just your program, your season, and maybe so a little bit of uh, so, some Texas soccer, recruiting Texas as well, a little bit along the way. But uh, awesome. So before, before we kind of dive into any of that, though, Coach, just briefly tell us how you arrived, where have you, where have you been, and how did you arrive to Arkansas Little Rock? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely been a journey. Um, you know, I, I started off my career at Loyola University in Baltimore, where I went to school. Um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life and felt like coaching soccer might be something that interested me. So um, I was fortunate enough to be on staff there for um, the second semester of my fifth year and decided, you know, this is definitely something that I'm passionate about and wanted to move forward with. So I then went on to Monmouth University in New Jersey. I was there for two seasons um, and then went down to Georgia Southern University and was there for three seasons. Um, moved on to the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I was there for about a year and a half and then um, moved over to the Midwest. So I was in Omaha, Nebraska at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Um, I was there for five seasons and um, the opportunity at Little Rock presented itself this spring and I felt like it it was something I couldn't turn down. So I'm super excited to be here. Um, it's been great so far. I've, you know, I love Little Rock. I, I love working with the team that I have. So, you know, definitely excited for the future of the program. Awesome. Now, what was it? What was it that made you kind of push that button for and uh, put in for that uh, 
that job that you're in now at Arkansas Little Rock? I mean, you were obviously having great success, associate head coach at uh, Nebraska Omaha. What what was it that compelled you to want to go ahead and seek that uh, Trojan soccer position? Um. Honestly, I, I just kind of felt like it was the right time. Um, I was really happy in Omaha. I wasn't necessarily looking to make a move, but um, the opportunity at Little Rock presented itself. And when I came down here, I felt like, you know, it's kind of cliche, but I felt like it was home. I felt like it was the right place for me. And um, I felt like I was ready to take that next step in my career. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I ended up here. All right. So put, I'm going to start putting you on the spot here a little bit, but uh, <laughs> Biggest, uh, biggest surprise you've had so far in year one there at Arkansas Little Rock? Maybe biggest surprise. What would you call? What would you say that is? Um, it could be. It could be off the field. It could be off the pitch. It may not have to be anything on the field necessarily. Yeah, um, I would say the biggest surprise was that I, I had to do a little bit more recruiting over the summer than I thought I would. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily <laughs> something that I was anticipating. Um, but I think it's worked out pretty well. Um, otherwise, I, I'm not really sure, you know. No culture shock. I've, I've lived in the South before, so I'm used to that. I was born and raised in New York, so it's not like, you right. know, I'm, yeah, totally, totally new to this. So I would say that was probably the biggest thing. And, you know, I'm just pleasantly surprised with the group that, um, you know, I've, the group that I got. They're, they're great kids. They work super hard. They're really coachable. So, um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to walk into, to be completely honest, because I didn't get to work with them at all this spring. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's it's definitely been a blessing for sure. The group that I got. Right. So, you know, we talk about earlier briefly, we mentioned you went from that associate head coach position at uh, Nebraska Omaha, where you were there for five years. You you all had some good success some very strong success. What has been that big? What's been the biggest shift from there to now year one? in that hot seat, right? The head, the exclusive head coach position, uh, your role now, what's maybe been the biggest shift for you? Yeah, I think probably the biggest shift was just that, um, I guess I was kind of thrown into the fire a little bit with the first session being the first day of preseason. So, you know, it was really preseason is already short, um, for college soccer programs. So I felt like there was a lot of stuff that we had to cover in a short amount of time, just as far as kind of implementing our style of play and, um, you know, really just getting to know the players, getting to know them as as players and as people. And, um, you know, I, I would say that was kind of the the biggest change was really just having to take all of that in and take it all in a short amount of time. OK, what you know, we have one of the one of the things that we're kind of proud of here is a big part of our audience, uh, our supporters, our other coaches, right, both high school, club, uh, college coaches. Um, but a lot of aspiring college coaches, right? Um, what what are maybe some words, some words of wisdom you've you've been around enough? Obviously, you tell you told us a little bit about your journey, experiences, and whatnot. What are some some words for maybe some aspiring coaches that they haven't entered the college game yet, but they're thinking about it, or maybe they are and they're kind of thinking about that possibility of pursuing that uh, that opportunity to be a head coach one day. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, the biggest thing I think is really just networking and meeting people um, and kind of putting yourself out there, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. I felt like when I was a lot younger, um, I worked tons of camps. You know, I, I really kind of put myself in a position where I met other coaches who, 
you know, could act as, you know, mentors and, and friends and that kind of thing. And I think a lot of the time it's, um, you know, the people that you know along the way that can kind of help move you into different positions and, you know, just kind of connect you with, with other people. I think the soccer world is, is pretty tight knit um, and everyone kind of knows everyone. So I feel like the more that you can connect and put yourself out there, the better position you're going to be in. Right. Okay. Now, what can you share with us in terms of the, obviously we know you're still in season, but the upcoming recruiting trail, what's kind of what's on the agenda? What are you, what are you all looking at? Uh, or what are you all considering? Um, where, where are you all with that as a staff? Yeah. Um, we are pretty wide open to be completely honest. Um, you know, heavily recruiting 2023s right now. Um, going to be a pretty big class for us. So definitely trying to get to work on that. Um, we've got one commitment so far. So who is from Texas, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, definitely looking to recruit 2023s and, you know, start conversations and, and get 2024s on campus as well. But 2023 is certainly our focus right now. You mentioned Texas, right? So, yes. and we are largely based out of Texas. So, and one of the things that we noticed in, in doing research, uh, it's about a third of your roster uh, hails mm-hmm. hails from the state of Texas, right? Eight out of twenty-two. Yeah. Um, what now that you're in that role, right? Um, you're in your first year. What are maybe your thoughts in terms of recruiting the state? Uh, in terms of just a, a priority level, what what can you share with us on that? Yeah. Um, I mean, throughout my, my coaching career, Texas is a place that I've really always recruited pretty heavily. So, um, I felt like that, you know, that kind of appealed to me as well with Arkansas, just, you know, the proximity of the the state to Texas and just, um, there's so many quality players and quality teams in the state that it's a no brainer for me to, to continue to recruit, um, you know, different clubs in different areas of the state. So, um, Texas kids get in-state tuition as well in in Little Rock. So, you know, um, that helps us as well. But there's just so much talent there. And, you know, whether it's from some of the really big clubs or some of the smaller clubs, I just feel like there's, you know, so many kids that, that can compete at this level. Right. right. Now, I'm curious, in your personal opinion, have you – have do you see a a certain characteristic, a certain trait – a, a personality trait, a, a style trait from from Texas kids, Texas kids that maybe you've recruited in the past. Has there been a, a trend there that you've ever noticed? Huh. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I would say the kids that I recruit probably fall more into my style. So any trends are probably more, you know, more to do with me than anything else. But, um, you know, I've, I've loved all the kids from Texas that I've recruited and had the opportunity to coach. So, you know, they've all been talented and I think have helped impact the program. So it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's something I want to continue to do. Right. And, you know, that's something that I like to ask coaches outside of the state of Texas in particular that have recruited in the past in Texas. That's just Mm -hmm. something I, I just like to ask is like their thoughts on that if they notice anything. So, um, all right. I would say that they all love the state of Texas. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, no doubt, right? <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, speaking of that, right, and staying with the theme of Texas here, what any thoughts as you get closer to the state of Texas, 
any thoughts or what do you just any information? What do you know? What have you heard is because a big part of what we do here is covering and covering the game is covering Texas high school soccer. Right. And we understand mm -hmm. in terms of the recruiting differences, really with the emphasis being on the club side, but still Texas high school soccer can be very unique. Um, what have you heard? What do you know? What are your thoughts on that? If any. Um. I've never recruited Texas high school soccer just because I, you know, I just really haven't had the opportunity to, but um, I have heard a lot about the the high school game. And I think, you know, the pride that everyone kind of has in playing for their school. And I think it falls, you know, with them playing kind of over the winter, right? Um, yeah. It, yeah. It's a little bit more of a, a unique opportunity for us to, to go out and watch games. So, you know, it's definitely something that I, you know, I want to do. I think um, recruiting high school is is always interesting because I think you know even if you identify a kid through club, it's it's just interesting to see them in a different environment and see right. you know um, some of those intangible things. Sometimes you know, are they a leader for their team? Are they you know how do they deal with adversity? Like just you know little things like that. Um, so it's it's definitely something that I value as a coach. So. In, in going back to recruiting, right, and just when you attend a showcase yourself, maybe your coaching staff, um, what what are maybe some of the differences in terms of your approach or what you look for in, let's say, a, uh, a showcase or a national event versus a ID camp? Um. I think an ID camp, it's it's different because typically the players there don't know each other. So you're kind of looking, I think, at the players as more of an individual um, as opposed to maybe how they fit into a team. You know, if you're at a showcase, you assume that those players typically play with that team and kind of understand, um, you know, their style of play and, and what they're looking for. But um, I think as far as like ID camps, you know, I'm just looking to see what separates one kid from another, you know, what makes them a special player and, um, you know, how do they put that on display and, and kind of market themselves, you know, in that sense. Um, showcases, I, I think we're looking at, at the same thing, you know, what makes them special? Why, why would I want them to be a member of my team? Um, but I, I think you get a little bit of a different perspective just because they're playing with players that they know and, and there's probably a little bit more flow to the game, I would say. Mm -hmm. How many times has it happened to you where maybe you're at a showcase to to look at or get a closer look at a particular student athlete and you discover someone else? How many times has that happened to you? All the time. <laughs> All the every time. without without exception, every single event you go to? I would say almost always, you know, I, I typically have a, a list of players that I've seen before that, um, you know, I, I intend to go out and watch for whatever reason, but there's always players who catch my eye outside of that. You know, it's definitely, um, you know, there's so many good players out there now that uh, I think you can always find someone if you look hard enough. Yeah, absolutely. So you're five, five, six, and three on the season, two, three, and one in, in conference play. You're, you sit, I think, right in the middle of the pack, right? Right in about fifth place, I think, in the Ohio Valley Conference right now. Thoughts, thoughts on the season so far? Um, it's been good. You know, it's, it's had its ups and downs. I, I think right. we've had some games where, you know, we didn't put together maybe a complete performance and, and we're, 
you know, drop points in that sense. But I, I knew there was always going to be a learning curve with this season and, and with the group that we have. We're really, really young. So um, that sometimes comes into play as well. But overall, I'm, I'm really proud of the group. They work hard. They, you know, they've been super coachable. They've really been bought into everything that me and my staff have, you know, kind of thrown at them, to be completely honest. So um I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I think the OVC, it's our first year in the OVC. So it's um, not a conference that I was super familiar with. Um, Little Rock used to play in the Sun Belt, which I had coached in before. So this transition was, you know, a transition for me as well. Um, but there's a lot of parity within the league. So I feel like it's it's kind of anyone's, um, you know, anyone's league for the taking, basically. Right. So I think that's exciting because we still have a lot to play for. And, you know, I'm hoping we're able to get two wins in our last two conference games and, and really position ourselves well for the postseason. The What are your thoughts so far or limited experience, what have you, but what are your thoughts so far on, on the new overtime rules in college soccer? Um, I think I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, my thing with overtime was always like, if you're going to play overtime, like, then why not just go to PKs afterwards, you know, because then you play the extra like 20 minutes and no one wins. And like, then you just played 20 minutes just to tie anyway. So um, I think as far as just like the, you know, the load on the players, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, if, if you get unlucky and you're playing a lot of overtime games like that, those minutes really, really add up. So I was definitely someone who had supported, um, you know, moving, moving forward with getting rid of overtime. So mm -hmm. I think it's good, but you know, there's always going to be those games where you're like, we should have put it away earlier and you know, you're just hanging on. And I think everyone's going to manage the game a little bit different knowing those rules. You only have to get through 90 minutes now, you know, you're not, you're not playing those extra, extra minutes if you're still tied at the end of regulation. So I think, you know, Game by game, it's always you're always going to feel a little bit different about it, but overall, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how different programs are strategically playing the game, mm -hmm. the conference games now, right? D depending upon where you know where they are. Yeah, so that's that's interesting for sure. All right, so we look at the future beyond this year. What has you the most excited about the future of Trojan soccer? I think just the group that we have here already. Um, like I had said earlier, I, I had to do quite a bit of recruiting over the summer, um, which I didn't necessarily expect, but I'm really happy with some of the players that I was able to bring in. Um, we're a really young team, but I think some of our younger players are really talented and I'm excited to be able to work with them over the spring and, you know, really kind of continue to build, build the program and, you know, um, continue to build on the style that, that we want to play and just help them develop as players. Yeah. Okay. So this next question, putting you on the spot again here, coach is it's actually a good one. I think it's a good one. I always, okay. I like to ask, I've been asking it as of late to college coaches I've been speaking with, but, um, and it's, it's starting to get a little trickier now because we're kind of on the back end, um, of the 2022 season, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, the 2022 season will be a success. So finish this sentence. The 2022 season will be a success if. If we can host a OVC championship game. 
because that means that we probably won our last two. Nice, nice. Now, I, yeah. I, I did see you. Hey, no, that's good. That's good. That's specific, right? So um, <laughs> the <laughs> the um, you play, you have Eastern Illinois coming up next. Is that correct? Correct. We play Eastern Illinois on Sunday at noon. Right, Sunday. And then with one with one more match after that. Um, so, so how does that, so take us through that really quick. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that your count, your conference tournament, who goes, who qualifies and how does that play out? Um, so the setups, it's a little bit different. So, um, eight out of the nine teams qualify, um, one and two basically get a bye through to the semifinals, I think three and four then host, um, two games. So I think three hosts, six against seven, and then four hosts, five against eight or something like that. Uh, the winners of those two games then play the three and the four seed. And then the winners of those two games go and play the one and the two seed on the following weekend. Okay. So, so it definitely, if you're, if you're a one or a two seed, you're in a really good spot. If you're a three yeah. or four, it's good because you get to host and you play one less game. So um, yeah, you want to want to be top four for sure. So beyond that, I guess quarterfinal round is mm -hmm. so when once the one and two seeds are involved, do they is it still higher seed hosting all the way through to the final or how does that I work? I believe it's the one seed hosting that second weekend. So two okay. doesn't get to host anything, and basically the winner of you know that three game and four game basically go to the one seed um, and then play those semifinal matches. So everybody travels other than the one. Basically. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Good. That's it. Hey, that's it. It's always interesting to see how the conferences do it, right? It's always yeah. a little different with, with each one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So awesome. Well, coach, this has been, it's, it's been great so far. We know you're going to stick around for a second segment. We get to pick on you a little bit, have some, yeah. have some fun <laughs> with you, ask you some random off the wall questions with our counter tag segment. Uh, but uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face -face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. As the lead sponsor and proud supporter of the 5050 Podcast, alongside Coach Hector Cano, College Promoters is proud to be elevating its support for the college soccer recruiting process more than any other service in the country. If your son or daughter is serious about competing in college soccer, call College Promoters USA directly at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student athlete. And we're back with Coach Kelly Farrell, the head women's soccer coach of the University of Arkansas Little Rock Trojans. Uh, before we dive in and start to uh, have some fun at her expense, not at her expense, but with her, right? Um, before that, let me tell you guys really quick about our good friends at Gipper. So Gipper, as you know, they do exceptional social media content. Uh, Gipper is the way schools, athletic departments, ADs, and coaches create world-class marketing content. Join 2,500 coaches and ADs and ADs, and use Gipper to create high-quality visual branded graphics for your program. The best part? Anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any design experience whatsoever. 
Listeners of the 5050 podcast can receive 10% off any first time Gipper purchase. Visit gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. Again, that's gipper.com slash partner slash 5050, and you can get the opportunity to save 10% off any first time Gipper purchase. So, all right, coach, it's time to, uh, it's time for counterattack. Have some fun, um, kind of on your toes, head on a swivel. Ask away probably about maybe a dozen questions or so and see how you do. You'll do great. You'll do great. All right. Awesome. So now all of these apply as I always have to remind when we have a coach on here that this is this is what the coach had on. Right. These apply as a coach, not as a player. So any game day superstitions or rituals? No. Uh, Well, this year I've been I've been drinking a kombucha at every game. (laughs) <laughs> which I'm probably the only college coach in the country who's doing that. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's superstitious, but it's kind of been my yeah. thing this year. Now, what's the genesis? Did that just happen by accident and then you just stuck with it, made it a thing or what happened? I was just like, I've just really been on a kombucha kick lately. And yeah. so I just kind of like my okay. game day drink. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i'm i'm kind of like that too so yeah so yeah. i get you. i'm like i kind of have to have something at like pre-game warm-up finishing it by maybe within the first 10 minutes of kickoff kind of yeah okay. so i'm with you on that um not kombucha of course but yeah but i'm with yeah. you on that. um <laughs> next one song you're most afraid to admit that you secretly like oh gosh um got to be one everybody has one that they're just kind of secretly embarrassed I mean, of. so many <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's, that's the thing which one do i pick um is there a go-to a probably go-to? something like like nsync or backstreet boys like oh, they have okay. jams, you know yeah <laughs> or spice girls I, oh wow I, I, you're really <laughs> you're really reaching back <laughs> I, I really have. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been listening to like one Spice Girl song a lot recently, and that's honestly really embarrassing. So, okay. there we go. <laughs> which one? Which one? Now you got to tell us. Now you got to tell us which one. It's called Stop. <laughs> Stop. Just, yeah. Stop. It's kind of been on, on repeat on Spotify for me. Really? Stop. Yeah. You'll, have, you'll to, have to I don't listen even, to it later. Yeah. I don't even remember what. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to listen to it. All right. Next one Morning Person or Night Owl? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, not a good combination for sleeping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you and I both. Well, I'll, I'll take. I kind of had to modify that. I am not. I wouldn't call myself a morning person, I'm, but I'm an early riser. If that makes sense. I, I would not, agree with. You. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely a little of uh, a bit on the insomniac side. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. That's first uh, first time I've heard that one. So good. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Next one. Are you meme? GIFs or emojis? Which one are you? Which person Ooh, are you? Um, probably emojis. You're allowed, you're allowed to have a combination if you're kind of a combo Emojis person. And, and GIFs, I would say. Yeah. But probably okay. lean a little bit more heavily on, on the emoji side. Go to go to emoji, the one you find yourself using the most. Um, the skull and crossbones. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what about the goat? Maybe the go-to GIF. What about that? Probably something from the office. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Any sort of office. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one. 
favorite this one always ruffles feathers for some reason i don't know why but favorite and least favorite soccer team and you're not allowed to say your team you can't say you can't say the trojans so oh um i don't know i probably i mean favorite probably have to support like the women's national team i would say or liverpool um if we're gonna go, go. go on the men's side and then least favorite, um, I don't know. I don't know that I really like have a deep-seated hatred for any team. No. There's not one that just makes you roll your eyes a little bit like, oh, my God. Really? No. Or maybe you just can't watch them. You know, you feel like sure. you have a hard time watching them maybe. Uh. No, I don't think so. You know, I, no. I appreciate all the all styles yeah. of soccer. So I'm you're just too, you're too nice. You're way too nice. So. Just being nice. You went you went two for two on the other side, though. So U.S. Women's National Team and I'm, I'm a huge Liverpool supporter as well. So very it's nice to have more people like you on here because we've had we've had way too many Manchester United uh, fans on here for, for a while now. So so well done. All right. Next one. And this one. This one could be interesting given the recent events. So, but I always, I always ask this one anyway of coaches. Um, if you were appointed the the soccer czar in America, right? You're okay. in charge of all of soccer, right? What's the very first thing, one thing you'd change in soccer in America tomorrow? Oh, like within any any. Aspect anything goes and anything and everything goes it's you're it whatever you call the shots first thing agenda item number one that you would change in soccer in america as we know it right now first I, thing you'd change tomorrow um i mean maybe it's an unpopular opinion or maybe it's popular i don't know i'd i'd one probably try to get all of the leagues to like get along so that they're not constantly fighting with each other and making our lives difficult as far as like scheduling and stuff like that. Um, and then I think probably just some of the costs of, you know, some of youth soccer, I think are a little bit insane. So I would probably try to change the structure of, of the youth soccer system and maybe overhaul it a little bit. Uh, I have no idea how I would do that. So if you're going to ask, <laughs> I don't know, but um, no, no. Yeah, I, I think some of the, the costs associated with youth soccer here are, are kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, um, who would play, here's a different, different direction. Who would play you in a movie? You're making a movie of the life of Kelly Farrell. Who would play, who would play you? Um, oh, that's a good one. I need to pick someone awesome. Um, Mariska Hargitay, who played Olivia Benson in Law and Order SVU because she's a badass. That's who I would pick. Which one? Which one was she? Which one was she? Because there's like so many people on that show. She's she's so great. Yeah. Okay. You, you might have to send she's me. Like a, uh, lead yeah. detective, and you know, she's a captain at some point, yeah. I think. And yeah, she's awesome. Might have I to Google that. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another one here, kind of off the wall: King Kong or Godzilla? Which one? Honestly, I've never seen either movie. <laughs> no, not the movie. Maybe just the character in general. Oh, Who character? are you? I don't even know. I don't know anything about them. I'm like the worst movie watcher in the entire world. Yeah. Um, 
I'd probably pick, I mean, King Kong's a dinosaur, right? Kind of. I guess, well, I, I don't know. The, you know, of course, now we're going into that whole other layer of of uh, what no, fiction King versus Kong more is, fiction. King, King Kong's the giant is, ape, right? Giant gorilla, yeah, right? Yeah. Godzilla's supposed to be the... The Godzilla's supposed to be the radioactive lizard, right? Gigantic radioactive lizard slash dinosaur, if you will. I'll go with Godzilla because yeah. dinosaurs are pretty cool. So, yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Something different direction again. Something you discovered about yourself during the pandemic. Ooh. Um, Wow, that's a really good question. Um, probably that I needed like more hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> we're coaches. We don't, we're not allowed to have any. What are you talking uh, about? I, mean, right? I guess yeah, I know. Yeah, probably that I I didn't really have a hobby. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think a lot of us found ourselves there, right? So yeah, yeah that's that's a great answer actually. So. All right. Strangest thing in your refrigerator right now. Oh, gosh. There's not a lot in my refrigerator right now, unfortunately. Um, probably a, a variety of hot sauces. Mm, okay. Interesting. S ability to speak every language or talk to animals. Oh, that's a really hard question. Um I love I would, animals, but, I love but that's animals. actually, that's an easy one for me. And I'll tell you why after your answer, though. I don't know. I would really want to talk to like all of the dogs, but um, probably speak. I feel like maybe speaking every language would actually be the more rational choice. So um, I love to travel. So I feel like if I could speak, you know, speak to, to native speakers and stuff like that, that would be amazing because I, I really don't have that ability, you know? Yeah. So okay. I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah. For me, sp speaking every language see, as a coach, right. As a soccer coach, it just really seems to make sense. Me personally, mm -hmm. that's why, but I, I said, I put that out there with that caveat that I love animals. So, yeah. but yeah. Okay. All right. Last one coach. Last one we got for you. Yeah. Um, you gotta be completely objective here. Okay. On a scale of scale of one to 10, one is your god awful, and a ten is you are the standard. All right, uh, how good or how bad of a driver are you? Ooh, I'm gonna say, if I'm being objective and taking other people's <laughs> other people's <laughs> opinions into consideration. I would say probably a six and a half, but if I'm really just rating myself, I would probably say an eight. Hmm. I just, I'm from okay. New York. I'm a little bit, I drive a little bit aggressively, probably drive too fast. I probably use my phone more than I should. Um, <laughs> so I would say probably a, a six and a half would be the, the safe yeah. answer. Okay. All right. Well, hey, you're honest. You're honest. That's good. 
Now the times I will say this, the times I've been to New York, I've seen a clear difference when you're, when you get to uh, the city, the definitely inside mm -hmm. the city, but the sur surrounding areas around the city, all the boroughs. And then when you get in upstate, right. Upstate New York, clear difference, yeah. clear difference. Right. So, which kind of surprised me because I thought everyone in New York just kind of drove a certain way, but it was surprising to me. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. So awesome coach. Well, Hey, this has been great. We've uh, yeah. really appreciated having you on here. You've been awesome. Um, tell us uh, maybe any plugs, any, any upcoming, um, obviously you have two matches left in, in your regular season before a uh, conference tournament, but uh, any upcoming showcases that you might be attending ID camps that you might be having coming up that you might have coming up either maybe early spring, any dates on that, anything you can share with us, anything you want to share? Yeah. Um, I don't have any ID camps planned at the moment, but I certainly intend to do that. Um, you know, hopefully have one maybe in early December or January, late January. Um, but I'll be recruiting a ton this fall. So ECNL events, GA events, um, some local stuff. I'll, I'm trying to get out to Texas in the next couple of weeks, to be honest, head out to Dallas. Um, but yeah, definitely have heavily recruiting 2023. So if you're a 2023, you know, send me, send me an email, send me your film, follow me on Twitter. Awesome. Do something. There, yeah. And that was going to be my next question is where can, I know obviously the people that are watching the video, they probably have already seen your Twitter feed, but for our audio mm -hmm. listeners, where can they find you? Uh, where can they find you? Get more information on uh, Arkansas Little Rock women's soccer. Yeah. You're going to actually make me, pull up my Twitter so that I can yeah. tell you what my Twitter handle is. Cause I don't know. Oh, I can cover it. If I can cover it, if need be I <laughs> yeah, have it right um, here, so. Kelly Farrell underscore LR is okay. my Twitter handle. So, you know, definitely follow me there. Send me a message. Um, my email address is on our website. So, you know, reach out if you're interested in being a Trojan. Yeah. Awesome. And then also you can also get more information on them. Go to their team, uh, the team Twitter and team Instagram, which is at Little Rock Sock, right? S-O-C. Is that mm -hmm. right? So awesome. So very good. Awesome. Great stuff, coach. And as is customary, normally whenever we have a guest on here, we kind of have our share our final thoughts. Uh, and that can come in the form of shout outs, thank yous, whatever you wish to share, anything you kind of want to get off your chest, maybe. Uh, but final thoughts, uh, we both, we kind of both share our final thoughts. But since you are a guest, we'd like uh, for you to go first. So the floor is yours. I don't think I have any shout outs or anything like that, but you know, I, I appreciate you having me on and allowing me to, to speak and um, talk a little bit more about little rock. So definitely thankful to be here. Yeah. Great stuff. Awesome. And thank you again. Thank you for being here, coach. We really sincerely appreciate it. Thank we thank you for your time as well. So no, it's been busy. We've been trying to, uh, trying to get you on here for a little bit. So thank you for your patience as well. Um, my final thoughts really is in regards to recent events that came out last week regarding the, the Yates report with the NWSL and the U.S. Soccer Federation, uh, particularly regarding it. And it's really more than just an NWSL issue. This goes all the way down to youth soccer, but uh, abuse on so many different levels regarding certain coaches and uh, with female, obviously with female athletes, female soccer players in particular, um, just kind of wanted to share, obviously, how disappointing it is and how much reform is needed across the board. Uh, but also, if you're a parent, if you're a, if you're a coach, if you're a soccer coach who also has um, 
a son or a daughter in the system, right? The youth, the youth soccer system is take the time to speak with, you know, speak with your, speak with your children, speak with your players. If you're a coach, uh, very important that we don't forget why we're here and why we're doing this. Um, so to help correct this, cause it's, it's going to take a village to obviously fix this and it's not going to happen overnight. So um, obviously a lot of things will need to happen. Will they happen? We'll see. That's, that's another, <laughs> we could dedicate a podcast to just that, but uh, the reality of it is, is um, take note and please, please have those conversations with, with your daughters, have those conversations with, with your, with your athletes, with your players. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure that you're staying in tune and making sure that your student athletes are staying in tune with that news as well. So, um, but that's going to do it for us again, for uh, coach Kelly Farrell, the head women's soccer coach at the university of Arkansas, little rock. Want to thank you again for your time. We appreciate uh, you taking the time here, your staff as well. We want to wish you, your staff and your players, the absolute best of luck in your final two matches of the regular season and uh, you will qualify for uh, your conference tournament. I'm going to put that out there now, right? Obviously. And uh, wish you the absolute best of luck. And uh, for our listeners, our supporters, thank you again so much. You are the reason why we do it. Again, you know where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod. You can also find us on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. You can also find, you can also find us on all podcasts, all major podcast platforms, uh, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast, go on there, subscribe, ring that bell. So you can get notifications for whenever we go live uh, as we're also starting to draw co the college soccer season is starting to wind down tail end of that before conference tournament play. And then the NCAA tournament as well as uh, high school soccer getting ready to get started soon. It's it'll be here very soon on the private school side. It'll actually practices will start next week so we're getting closer and closer and closer so again to our supporters our listeners thank you again for all your support you're the reason why we do it and until the next time you know what to do keep downloading and keep listening you've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by college promoters usa help us continue to grow by liking rating and subscribing on all major podcast platforms and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.